a vampire. Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your Conspiracy Asshole, and tonight we're going to unwind, unplug from the Matrix, and just relax and try to have a good evening, because you know what? There's not a lot of places where you can actually relax and enjoy yourself. I mean, that's really the honest truth, because if you look at the content that we watch, including mine, you know, we're going to go over the news tonight, it's all meant to steal your loose, steal your bad, or make you in a, a state of bad vibrations, you know, steal your good vibrations, so... What do we try to do here at the Conspiracy Castle? We try to rise above that. We try to be a high vibrational broadcast. That's right. I'm a high vibrational broadcaster, and that's what separates me from the other people. are going to say, oh, Alex, well, you're different. You know, of course I'm different. I'm primetime 99 Alex Hyde. There's only one of me. I got one speed, full speed. You don't grind the way I grind. Nobody can shine the way I shine. Illuminati confirmed primetime 99 Conspiracy Castle 33. We know this, okay? So I was anointed by the CIA, chosen to do this, okay? So you're either with me or against me. And that's why I just welcome you all to join me, because guess what? Great news. Primetime 99 Alex Stein will be doing an exclusive Rockfin show very soon. Yes. And tomorrow we should start broadcasting on Rockfin as well. So that is very good news, guys. I think Jaron put in a good word because uh, Jaime is very responsive my last email so 
the trajectory we're going up and that's the thing because primetime 99 is on the grind all the time and not only that listen to this i got something cooking mainstream for the castle that's right i can't even talk about it I'm, but i'm manifesting it right now i got a way we're gonna get some mainstream attention for the conspiracy castle okay and that's what it's about because we need that mainstream attention because really and truly it's uh listen i have a message okay I get it. You're like, oh, you're an Illuminati, you know, confirm. Why do you want to get the message out? The mainstream media is bullcrap. They're never going to platform, you know, a person like me. But if I can somehow break into it and get some sort of spotlight on the channel, then we could really wake some people up. So something in the works, potential mainstream television style gig. And that would be the castle included. But guys, it's not about that. The world is, well, I don't think it's spinning, but today the sun, moon, and stars are standing still tonight because <laughs> America's couple Bill and Melinda Gates are breaking up and it feels just like my parents' divorce is bringing back bad emotions. It reminds me when my mom told me my parents are getting divorced. Billy! Billy, don't do it to Melinda! Melinda loves you, Billy. She's like my mom. When she goes on those freaking interviews and she wears that upside-down cross, that inverted cross. Mama Melinda! I'm gonna miss you, Mama Melinda! First Jeff Bezos? First Jeff Bezos divorce? I couldn't handle that. I ordered so much stuff on Amazon to help Jeff out. I knew he needed it. That's the difference between you and me. I care for these billionaires. <laughs> oh, say it ain't so. I want to say hi to Rose and Brian Savely, but can you guys believe it? I just, let me, let me pull this up. And there's a bunch of stuff going on. There's no prenup. I just, I, I, it, it, okay, let me tell you something. This is hard for me. This is not an easy, it's not easy for a person like me. I know for y'all it can be a little easier. It's not. It's for me, I'm, I'm emotional. I wear my heart on my sleeves. And, and Melinda was my girl. Melinda always has been my girl. And she's kind of a boy. That's what I'm saying. Her, Melinda and I, Melinda started off a lot like I did exactly like me melinda is from dallas too so there's the dallas connection so you guys are like oh you're just cheesing around you're just a jokester no i'm not a jokester guys i don't joke about my girl melinda gates she's soon to be melinda stein like that guy that married jeff bezos's wife let's take this jeff bezos wife new husband let's see <clears throat> uh yes dan jewett look at this guy he's a he was a teacher supposedly let me let me skip past this but let's go back to this so jeff bezos married some teacher that makes like you know not a bunch of money but i mean i'm sure he works at some nice private school so he probably wasn't hard off but i don't know i don't know Let's get to what is at hand. For me, I don't, I can't function. I can't sit here and talk to you coherently when Bill Gates, my idol, my role model, is going through the toughest time of his life. Now, I was there with Jeff 
I was there for Mr. Bezos. You know, I've been there for his, all of his space missions. I've been there for him. I almost got a job there delivering packages I wanted to help so bad. Issues, time constraints, I couldn't do it. But I was willing to. Just like I'm willing to do anything. Oh, $69.99, Emilio's. Thank you for supporting. I really appreciate it, Emilio's. Thank you. Um, Emilio's is always trying to get the donations going. I like the vibes. Emilio's, I really do appreciate you trying to do that. And on Rockfin, you know, I think we're going to, the show should get a much more lucrative. Look at, we're up to $1,670 in my account. Itch. Back to Melinda Gates. Bill Gates, 65, announced on Twitter on Monday that he and his 56-year-old wife, Melinda, are divorcing. Melinda described her marriage as irretrievably broken in a divorce petition viewed by DailyMail.com. The petition revealed the couples did not sign a prenuptial agreement when they wed in 1994. Well, that's not, that's probably, uh, 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 that's probably not that smart. You probably should have signed one of those, bud, but whatever. Okay. So, uh. Let's see if I can. Y'all want to see my pretty face? Sorry, I'm reading the monitors. I got lots of monitors. This is the one I read for this screen. So, you guys didn't see a little profile block it. Hey, this is a sure SM7B professional microphone. I hope the audio is okay. I'm not here to brag, but you know, I do a professional show on Primetime 99. So, I got professional gear. You know, it's just how we roll. No big deal. No biggie. Are the players in the back? If you don't know, this is sure studio quality microphone, the same microphone that uh, Michael Jackson sang the song Thriller and uh, won the Grammy and one of the greatest songs of all time was sung on the same microphone. <clears throat> Not to brag, but no biggie. I mean, should I get credit for it? Yes. Should I get credit for Michael Jackson's hit and owning the same microphone? Does that put me on the same level as Michael Jackson automatically? Yes, it does. And do you want to get on our level? Well, you got to buy this, you know, microphone. You got to get a few extra accessories for it, but... Me and MJ all the way. Y'all can play a hate, but y'all can't hate the player. Y'all got to hate the game. Y'all always forget who to hate and I remind your ass, but you still forget. Don't hate the player, dog. Hate the game, man. I don't make the rules of the game. I'm just a player. Just trying to out there, just trying to make it, dog. Eating steak and shrimp. You know I'm in the metaphorical blimp. You know, I'm like Picard and I'm all the way up there, 120,000 feet. And I'm seeing those upturned edges. Looks like a bowl of chili. You know what I mean? Their eldest daughter, Jennifer, 25, responded to the news on Instagram and revealed the family has been going through a challenging stretch of time. Oh, I wonder why. I'm still learning how to best support my own process and emotion as well as my family members at this time. And I am grateful for the space to do so, Jennifer wrote. Gates founded Microsoft in 1975, made his first billion in 1987 at the age of 31. Yeah, sure. He met Melinda in New York that same year and deliberated whether or not they should get married. He has told in the past how he struggles separating work from family. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, this isn't the article. I want to read, I want to read this article. It's like much more spooky, <clears throat> but it's about the divorce. Hold on. It says uh, something about, oh, we got to go to the CIA thing. This is the cringiest video ever, but... We'll go back to that. Hold on. <clears throat> Where is it? Not this one. Uh, this is it. This is ridiculous. This is from female, so you know it's a little different. 
Sorry, I had to fix the fan. Okay. Let me, let's read this article. How Bill fell for Melinda after she beat him at Clue. Oh my gosh. What a cute story. OMG. How Bill Gates fell for Melinda after she beat him at Clue and decided to marry her using a whiteboard pros and cons list. As billionaire couple announced their end of their 27-year marriage, female looks back at where it all began. What a psycho, dog. You got to get out a whiteboard to know if you're going to marry your wife. Okay, good sex, check. Good oral, check. Cook, check. Clean, check. Mouthy, negative, con. Attitude, con. Looking at me with disrespectful eyes, con. Inoculating entire populations, con. I don't even know if you're allowed to say that, but that is, we are pro that. We love Bill Gates. Everything Bill Gates is doing for humanity is positive. And this is why I'm worried because if they break up, humanity could be affected negatively. So this is sad. Oh my gosh, I don't like this. I don't like this. I didn't, this year has already been so hard for me with all the people that we've lost. And now we're losing the best, most powerful couple in the world. Give me a break. Does, does true love even exist? Because if this is true love, then why even look? Well, I'll tell you why you look, because you want to do stuff. You want to, you know, touch a girl's boob or whatever. But let me tell you something. This right here, if they can't make it work, can anybody make it work? Melinda revealed in a 2019 documentary about her husband that she kept him making a pro and con list about marriage on a whiteboard in his bedroom one year into their romance. Caught, huh? You just caught him doing a whiteboard? Pros, big boobs. And normal size boobs and small boobs, pro. All boobs, pro. Boobs, pro. <clears throat> That's an easy two points. It's a layup. There you go. I'm an easy grader, okay? That's what I'm saying. That's why I would never do something psychotic. You know Bill Gates? Hard-ass grader. Hard. Hard-ass. Terrible teacher, in my opinion. Bill and Melinda Gates' decades-long relationship began with a shared passion for puzzles, problem-solving, and math games. Oh my gosh, what a fun couple! Y'all play math games? Oh, we're going to do the Pythagorean theorem. Oh, this is so much fun. Let's drink and do math. These people are psychotic and they really, somebody needs to really look into it. Anybody that would do math or fun recreationally. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to, to talk negative about my Lord and Savior, but. Let me just sip my tea and try to be quiet because I love you, Bill. I thank you, Bill, for thank you for saving my life, Bill. The couple who wed in 1994. Kyle, get off there. Kyle's on the table over here. Kyle! Guy's oh, being annoying. Okay. So, uh, he's playing with a candle. He's trying to knock a candle off the table. Kyle is one of the cats that knocks crap off things. Okay. So uh he's just being a little pain in the butt. Oh, let's see if you can see him. Uh, you can see. It looks kind of messy. Look, that's Kyle. Look, you can see Kyle. That's a Kyle cam. Y'all see him? 
Look at him. Kyle, come here. Kyle. Come in here. Come in here. Oh, he went to the kitchen. Okay. Well, that was a Kyle cam. Here at the Conspiracy Castle, you're going to get behind the scenes. Now, that was my laundry back there. So if you saw those laundry baskets, it is laundry day here at the castle. <laughs> Even the king has to wash his sheets. You know what I mean? So. And I got to fold the freaking fitted sheet. And I'm a pimp. I can fold fitted sheets. I can fold my eyes closed. All right. I, I was one of the best folders at the camp. I got kicked out of the camp for folding too well because I folded some kids in some trunks. That was a different thing. I was, they were making me fold a lot of clothes, okay? They tricked me. They said, oh, yeah, Alex, you're the best folder. Why don't you fold all the towels? I said, okay, well, I'm good at folding. Thank you. Oh, Alex, you're good at folding clothes. Oh. Then I realized, oh, they're snickering and laughing. Guess what? I folded some of them into a, into a um, what is it? A footlocker is what we called it? A trunk? They didn't like that, okay? I'm primetime 99 Alex Stein. You mess with me? You get the trunk, okay? So just remember that. And that's metaphorical. Thank you, Janine, from Las Vegas, Sin City. How you doing? I need to come out there and see you, Janine. You know, I need to. I, I don't gamble. I mean, I may, I mean, I'm not like anti-gambling. I gambled. I used to gamble a little bit. But, I mean, I would go to Vegas and like gamble on a sports game or something. But, like, playing blackjack over and over or Baccarat or slot machines, I mean, it's fun for a minute. But it, the longer you do it, the worse it is. Um but, like, if I went out there, I'd bet on a Cowboys game or something. Even though the Cowboys are going to lose, they suck. Let's go back to the divorce that is rocking my world. That's making it for my appetite is gone. It feels like I'm going through a breakup. Because, see, the problem is I don't have anything going on in my life. So I just put all my self-worth into that of celebrities that have a lot of power so that I feel powerful. And so that my emotions rise and fall with them, which is not very good, but it is what it is. Um, the couple who wed in 1994, seven years after they first, uh, met. Okay, hold on. We already read all this. Oh my gosh. This is hard for me. When I see them like this. <laughs> it feels like I'm getting a divorce. It feels like when my mom and dad got divorced and it hurts and it's worse. My parents' own divorce was easier than this divorce on me. <sighs> I just don't know why. The, if they can't be happy, who can be happy? <sighs> I just have to remember sometimes I'm primetime 99 outside and I get caught up in the emotions because I wear my heart on my sleeve. I have my Band-Aid there. I wear a lot of stuff on my sleeve, and I just can't. I can't handle this. Please get back together. Please get back together for science. For science needs you. You're so powerful together. You know, I was thinking, though, uh, let me not try to be goofy. Like, uh, let me say one serious thing. It's it's funny timing that... Uh, <coughs> gosh, I'm burping. Crazy day. It's funny timing that Jeff Bezos and his wife get divorced. Now, 
Bill and Melinda are getting divorced. And it's not about money because obviously, like, they don't have a prenup. So I'm sure they're going to settle and she's going to get more money than she could spend in her life. And she's going to have to. Um, and we can read it. They're staying in their foundation together, supposedly. So what I'm saying is, like, there's such a business deal. What's going on that so, I feel like something's going on that we don't know about? Like, they have to be separated for, for, from each other because whatever's going on, it's going to be too hard for them to stay together or whatever they think is going to happen in the future. You know what I mean? So it's just weird to me that the timing is like this because let's say he wanted to sleep with another woman. They probably, she probably wouldn't even mind. Like if it was something like carnal like that, because they're billionaires and I'm not saying that's okay. Just saying it's a pretty big deal. This is like, a company breaking up. I mean, this is the two most powerful people in the world. The two of the worst. And now they're separating. Um, I mean, could the timing not be any weirder? So, primetime 99. What does that mean? Well, I am primetime. My high school football number was number 99, Alex Stein. I was on the grind all the time. Captain of my high school football team. You can't stop me, dog. Okay, so I've always been primetime 99. I always will be. And Melinda is from Dallas as well. And so I was always there to cheer on Melinda, and she'll always be there to cheer on me. So if you can't treat me with the same respect that Melinda Gates treats me with, don't come on my chat. Don't ask me stuff, because Melinda wouldn't ask that. Melinda is my queen. When you ask a question like that, it kind of affects Melinda. Everything I do, I do for Melinda. That's the difference between you and me. See, when y'all get up, y'all are like, oh, oh, I... I do this for myself. I don't. When I wake up, I think Melinda Gates. Where? What are you doing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Are you wearing something from Ann Taylor Loft? Are you wearing a nice blouse? Silk blouse? Are you wearing tennis shoes? Are you wearing like a pomp heel? I think about these things. Because I think about Melinda all the time. Melinda on my mind. The mind of Melinda. The most beautiful woman in the history of computers. Microsoft, more like macro hard. You know what I mean? Do you get it? I do. When you got it like that, when you're the most beautiful woman on planet Earth and you can't make Bill Gates happy, who can make him happy? I sure as heck can't. Mm. Oh, Melinda. Melinda, Melinda, Melinda. What does the actor Melinda look like? Hold on, let me do this. Let me do this. Ah. Uh, Melinda Gates looks like I forget the actor's name. Hold on, looks like actor. Oh, what's his name? Not Austin Powers. She looks just like. Oh, I gotta find it. This is the guy. This is him. Who is he? Who is this guy? Ah, uh, ah, uh, Kevin Klein. Oh my gosh. Okay. Look at this. Oh, there's no pictures of them together. Of course not. She looks just like Kevin Klein. Melinda. Hold on. Melinda. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to pull up Melinda Gates next to Kevin Klein. Okay. Wow. 
I just look a lot alike. They're probably sisters. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Fish Called Wanda was pretty good. I can't hardly remember what happened, but... For me, this is just sad. I love you, Melinda. Thank you for everything you have done. Thank you for everything you've given us. I just really appreciate it all. And for me, I'm very sad to see it all end in front of our eyes. But I'll be I'll I will be okay because like I said, I am primetime ninety nine Alex Stein. I will always grind. Even when Melinda is alone, I will grind. I will grind for you, Melinda. Look at that look at that nice sweater. And that's the thing, is she Melinda picked this out. Y'all don't know style and grace. And Melinda knew that it was 68 degrees. This is the perfect, perfect layer. It's thin enough and thick enough where you're warm and not too cold. And then the, the Oxford uh, uh, button-down class. Thank you, Melinda. She's really, really, really excellent at picking out men's fine clothing. So... Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. Happier times. The couple wed in Hawaii in 1994, having first started their romance in 1987 when Melinda, 56, took on a role at Microsoft. However, the decision to marry was not easy for Bill, 65, who made a pros and cons list about it on a whiteboard. No. See, this is the drip king. Melinda picked this outfit out. Y'all don't know style and fashion. You see that belt? And it, that's scrunchy, so it fits perfect. That's a perfectly fitting belt. Perfect glasses. Perfect polo. Look at my girl looking fine as heck. Damn. Looking fine. Fine. Belinda's always looking good. There's a, a nice looking healthy family. Melinda is the prettiest one. The mom is the prettiest one. I feel bad for her daughters. They'll never stack up to her mother's beauty. As much as they'll try, as much makeup and Khloe Kardashian stuff as they can do, they will never be as pretty as Melinda. And they are, you know, nice young ladies, but when their mother is the most beautiful woman in the world, it's very hard to compete. Okay, here, let's read this for you guys, okay? After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we've made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we've raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy, productive lives. We continue to share a belief in that mission and we'll continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. Melinda and Bill Gates. Wow. Melinda Gates and Bill Gates. Wow. That's very... Wow, this is intense for me. It's just, I don't, it feels too real. It feels too real. It was that same company that brought the two together in the first place. After Melinda was hired as a product manager in 1987, the only woman to be chosen from the company's first intake of MBA graduates, the couple's romance began after they were seated next to each other at a business dinner in New York City. According to Melinda, they talked over dinner that evening, and she could sense he was interested. And a few days later, when they bumped into each other in the company parking lot, he asked her out. Although his initial offer wasn't up to her standards, he struck up a conversation and asked me out for two weeks from Friday. She revealed in her 2019 book, The Moment of Lift, How Empowering Women Changes the World. The great book. That's probably my favorite book. If I've read a lot of books. I'm a book expert. I know. I've, listen, 
I am a book expert because I don't like books. So I'm the book expert. I'll give you a guy that hates books, loves this book. The best book I've ever read. Uh, the Moment of Lift, uh, how empowering. Yeah, it's awesome. The Moment of Lift. Uh, and and I have it. I just let I just I just let um, somebody borrow it. That's the only reason I don't have it. Um, I really encourage everybody to go and buy this book, The Moment of Lift: How Empowering Women Changes the World. For the last 20 years, Melinda Gates has been on a mission. Her goal as co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has been to find solutions for people with the most urgent needs wherever they live. Throughout this journey, one thing has become increasingly clear to her. If you want to lift the society up, invest in women. Wow, that's true. Wow. That's really freaking true. Wow. How does she know? She's so smart. In this candid, inspiring book, Gates traces her awakening to the link between women's empowerment and the health of societies. She shows some of the tremendous opportunities that exist right now to turbocharge change, and she provides simple and effective ways each one of us can make a difference. Oh, wow, thank you. Convinced that all women should be free to decide whether, when, whether and when to have children, Gates first took her step onto the global stage to make a stand for family planning. Oh, family planning, that sounds nice. Does she help people plan families? Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that step launched her into further efforts to ensure women everywhere have access to every kind of job. Oh my gosh, she gave women jobs. She's awesome. To encourage men around the globe to share equally in the burdens of household work, to advocate for paid family leave for everyone, to eliminate gender bias in all its form. Throughout, Gates introduces her to her heroes, introduces us to her heroes in the movement towards equality, offers startling data, shares moving conversations she's had with women from all over the world, and shows how we can all get involved. Oh my gosh, this book was so good when I read it the first time. Now reading this synopsis again, oh my God, I got to read it again. Ugh, ugh, I can't wait to just crack into it. Uh, the person I borrowed it, I don't want to say their name. I don't want to dox them, but I got to get that book back. Maybe I just might order another one. Why not have two copies? Everyone should have two copies. A personal statement of passionate conviction. This book tells of Gates' journey from a partner working behind the scenes to one of the world's most for women. Ah. Uh, I love women too. Damn, girl. Driven by the belief that no one should be excluded, all lives have equal value, and gender equity is the lever that lifts everything. I agree. Wow. Gender equity is the lever that lifts everything. Wow. Wow. She's so smart and beautiful. <sighs> Linda, I love you. He struck up a conversation as I am. I laughed and said, that's not spontaneous enough for me. Asked me out closer to the date and gave him my number. Wow. Refusing to be deterred by her initial rebuttal, Bill phoned Melinda two hours later and asked her to go out with him that same evening, jokingly asking whether such a short notice date was spontaneous enough for her. Ooh, ooh, Bill. I forgot that he, Bill is, Bill has always been a little trickster. Wow. Good for you, Bill. He's always been so romantic. Bill Gates is the most romantic man alive. 133, oh, well, 140, but it was 133. Illuminati confirmed. Melinda recalled how the couple bonded over a shared love of puzzles and their competitive natures, writing, we found we had a lot in common. We both love puzzles and we both love to compete. So we had puzzle contests and played math games. I think he got intrigued when I beat him in a math game and won the first, and won the first time he played Clue, the board game, where you figure out who did the murder in what room with what weapon. <gasps> he urged me to read The Great Gatsby, his favorite novel, and I already had twice. 
She'd already read it twice. His favorite book, The Great Gatsby. Plus column on the whiteboard. You read my favorite book twice? One for each boob. However, Bill's proposal was not a decision that he took lightly. Quite the opposite, in fact. And it was not one that either of them had expected him to make so soon after that first date. Wait, how soon after the first date? Wait, wait, wait I didn't. Okay. I think he got intrigued when I beat him at math game, but he urged me to read the great guy. Got that. Maybe that's when he had met his match, his romantic match, he would say. When he got engaged, someone asked Bill, how does Melinda make you feel? And he answered, amazingly. She makes me feel like getting married. Wow. Wow, wow. Woozy. <clears throat> During a 2019 Netflix documentary about the Microsoft founder inside Bill's brain, the couple revealed that they were not entirely serious about their romance in the first few months. Melinda actually dated several other people in the early days of their relationship, while the other woman in Bill's life was his beloved computer company. <clears throat> the other woman in Bill's life was his computer company. <clears throat> the people that write this really just have no, just no creativity. Bill was in love with his computer because he was a computer nerd. Bill loved to go on boobs.com. He was in love with his computer. She had other boyfriends and I had Microsoft, Bill said. We were like, hey, we we're not really serious about each other, are we? We're not going to demand each other's time. No. Oh my God, let's watch the, let's watch the video. So. Oh man, this video looks so good. I hope it doesn't bring back painful memories of. This is such a special night for us. That cake was so delicious. I remember eating it. Oh my gosh, Bill is so cute. See, y'all don't get it. This is just Billy's goofy personality. He's always like this. See, for me, this is so emotional. I just, ah, oh, this is just so, I remember that cake. It was so delicious. It was the most delicious cake I ever met. And Bill was being so goofy. Look at him chopping into it. He just loves his chop into the cake. Oh, look, this is when he wipes it. Oh, he was being so silly. Oh, he was so silly. He's such a goofster. Oh my gosh, you're such a goofster, Bill. Oh my God, look at him. This is his girlfriend, the computer. This is his girlfriend, computer. Hello. This this is who I was dating. Employee Melinda French applications. Wow, look at Melinda's looking foxy lady, foxy lady, foxy lady. That looks weird though. That looks kind of goofy, a little goofy, as they say. Uh, look at this. This one has simpler times. Wow, those are the good old days. The good old days of the love. 
the love we share, the love you make is equal to the love you take. And that's why in relationships, you have to be forgiving. You have to love from your heart. Bill and Melinda, I miss you already. Bill and Melinda, I love you like spaghetti. Bill and Melinda, I love you so much. Bill and Melinda, I feel like I've lost so much. I'm out of touch. And I miss you, Bill. I gotta pop a pill. To even try to feel the way I used to do. Cause I love you. Everybody's leaving because I'm singing terribly. I just love Bill Gates. So, Wow, look at that drip, dog. When you got matching khakis, y'all don't got it like that. That's the difference. A lot of y'all are doing stuff. Y'all don't got khakis pleated with a matching brown leather belt tucked in so you're freaking so if somebody tries to grab at you they can't even get your shirt tail they can't even get your shirt tail y'all don't grind and shine like that y'all don't have khakis on deck like that those are custom my guy filipino chinos they call those those are some of the nicest khakis in the world Look at those. Look at the crease. Dog starched. Y'all could never do this. Y'all could never look this good. If y'all tried every day for the rest of your life, you could never look this fresh. Wow, look at Bill's haircut. Wow, dude, that is badass. Dude, that haircut is freaking insane i think i can go look at that freaking haircut dude wow wow dog y'all don't have a hair like that y'all don't have it like that my man billy's got the fresh cut Fresh slice dice looking like french fried and some uh, shrimp fried rice. Okay. Look, khaki, more khaki. Man, they just got that khaki game locked down. Melinda agreed. I was new to Microsoft. There were a lot of men there, and you, you're still looking around. Wow. Both admitted that they were so much surprised to realize that they had fallen in love. However, it was in the moment when they professed those feelings for one another that they knew they had to make a decision about whether or not the relationship would lead to an engagement in marriage or whether they should simply end it then and there. Sort of to our surprise, certainly my surprise, we said, hey, I love you, Bill, recalled at the moment, which occurred one year into the relationship. And she said she loved me, and then it was like, wow, and now what is going to happen? For Bill, it was not a question of whether or not he wanted to be with Melinda, but more of a question whether he was actually capable of becoming a husband while he was also remaining focused on building his tech empire. 
He wanted to be married, but he didn't know whether he could actually commit to it and still run Microsoft. Melinda explained in the Netflix documentary, he had to make a decision. Referring back to the problem-solving skills that had first sparked his interest in Melinda, Bill decided to pursue the most logical solution to that question by completing a pros and cons list, laying out all of the negative and positive aspects of a potential marriage on a whiteboard in his bedroom, which Melinda actually caught him filling in. Oh, embarrassing. Eh. Although neither have divulged the exact specifics of Bill's list, it seems the pros outweighed the cons. Oh, you think? Oh. And they got engaged soon after. Although they didn't actually tie the knot until several years later in a beautiful ceremony held in Lanai, Hawaii. Even during the wedding, Bill's logical side took over with Melinda recalling on Instagram when marking their 25th anniversary how he did some astonishingly quick math to calculate how they should cut the cake so that all their guests got the same size slice. Y'all really think Bill Gates is looking at that cake, doing a bunch of math, how everybody can get the same size slice. Because it was real. Because he knew the math. He did it exactly. Because guess what? Bill and Melinda do math games for fun! I love you, Bill. I love you, I love you Bill. Thank you, Bill uh, Gates. Less than two years after their wedding, Melinda discovered she was pregnant with her first child, daughter Jennifer, now 25. She found herself faced with a similar question that her husband had answered with his pros and cons list. Could she and would she want to balance her career at Microsoft with her role as a mother? At the time, Melinda says Microsoft was a huge part of the couple's life together, so much so that she actually considered not telling her husband about their pregnancy until days after she found out about it because they were about to leave for a rare vacation. She wanted him to be able to relax. Wow. Well, that'd be a good time to tell him on the vacation. I mean, come on. They could relax that you're having a baby. It's, I'm sure he's not that crazy. I mean, he, I don't know. Melinda was determined to give their children as normal of an upbringing as possible and revealed that he even registered the kids at school under her maiden name so people wouldn't make the connection with their wealthy family. Oh, that's not kind of... Like they wouldn't figure it out. Ooh. Oh, okay, whatever. Look at my guy. Lacoste, dog, got the gator. If you don't got the gator, then you're a player hater, dog. That's that got Bill Gates got the gator on, got the babies on deck, got the beautiful wife looking nice, got the drip, one button, one open, so he looks like the casual, cool billionaire, got the haircut looking fresh, wireless, rimless glasses looking fresh, cologne. Y'all best believe that he got cologne be smelling fresh as hell. Y'all be smelling Bill. I can smell Bill Gates. Mmm, lavender. Mm, tones of lavender. Undertones of lavender. Yes. And mahogany. I felt I, I, a rich mahogany. He got that drip. The Lacoste Gator. You can't afford it. This shirt is $98 at North Park Mall. I can't afford one. I never would, dog, unless it's at the thrift store. My guy doesn't go to the thrift store, dog. Bill Gates? Retail. He built a computer that built this shirt. Bill Gates built a computer that built this shirt. Ipso facto, Bill Gates built Lacoste. How you like them candied apples? You don't got to go to the Scarborough Fair to freaking eat them. Okay, the Renaissance Fair. Candied apple shirt, candied apple shirt, candied apple lifestyle. If y'all don't understand that, I can't help you. 
Wow, look at he's back with the khakis looking so freaking good. He's always got the polo chinos on deck. See, that's what y'all don't know. If you make a billion dollars, you got to wear khakis every day, dog, and sweaters with V-necks. The V-neck connect, dog. Y'all will never drip this hard. Y'all will never ball this far. Y'all will never look like Bill Gates in a Porsche car. Look at that. He's got that belly looking right. Come on, man. Look at that smile. Got the grill just at the dentist. Got the tea cleaning. Ain't my guy's got no cavities up in that grill. Bill Gates ain't got no cavities. Look at the V-neck with the collar popping just right with the custom tailored uh, chino shirt with a chino. Look at that flat front. Uh, the, dog, the dog went from, he went from pleated khakis to flat front, dog, because he's going with the times, my guy. I love you, Bill. Love you. Oh, my gosh. Bill's doing the bubblegum shrimp company. Ayo. 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 I didn't know we're shooting Forrest Gump. Ah. Hey, it's me, Bill Gates. I work at Bubblegum Shrimp Company. I like my, you know, they got fried shrimp, grilled shrimp, shrimp jambalaya, toasted shrimp, roasted shrimp, boiled shrimp, boiled shrimp, shrimp cocktail, shrimp ramalade, shrimp tartar, fried shrimp, Cajun shrimp, blackened shrimp. We got Bill Gates in the mother truck and Bubba Gump. He ain't no chump. When you got the Bubba Gump, Ron Forrest, Ron, he got them Ron Forrest, Ron hat on. I be running coast to coast. Man, Billy with that drip drop, tip top, flip flop. I love you, Billy Gates. Oh my God, and he got the flat front khakis. I should have guessed it. I should have guessed the flat front khakis with the belt little tilted to the side for comfort level so when he sits down, the buckle's not digging into his belly button all uncomfortable, my guy. Got the drip drop. Khakis in your face. That's like a topish tan darkness of pewterness. Y'all don't even know that color. That was he, he, he invented the computer that invented that color. Drip drop. Flip-flop, in the khakis, you can't stop. Y'all would never, y'all will never have the Bubba Gump shrimp drip. Bubba Gump shrimp, Bubba Gump khakis. Why don't y'all come on my shrimp boat? I'm a shrimp boat captain. Me and Bill Gates, all right? And who else is coming with us? Who else? Who? Tommy Hanks. Run for run. Oh, man. In 1995, after Bill and I had been married nearly two years and were about to leave on a trip to China, oh, 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 I discovered I was pregnant, she wrote in her book. The China trip was a huge deal for us, but Bill rarely took time off from Microsoft, and we were going with other couples as well. Oh, oh my gosh, other couples. Oh, you can't, oh, we're going to China with other couples. Oh, can't tell. Can't tell anybody I'm pregnant, even though I'm supposed to be drinking with these people. They're gonna be like, why aren't you drinking? Oh, I have a baby in my butthole. 
I don't think that's where it goes. I don't know where they go. I didn't want to mess up the trip, so I considered not telling Bill I was pregnant until we came back. For a day and a half, I thought, I'll just save the news. And I realized, no, I've got to tell him because what if something goes wrong? And more basically, I've got to tell him because it's his baby too. And it's my baby. That's Y'all ever seen that? That's the best clip. Okay, hold on. Yes, this is one of the best. Show that grand boy. This is one of the best movies of all time, Life. If you haven't seen this movie, you all need to go watch this movie tonight. I love this. Jangalang. Jangalang's my favorite. Bernie Mac. He's Somebody the one who kills it. I can feel it in my bones. Daddy, give me my baby back. That's who it was. Chocolated uh, baby. You do? Well, who is it? Speak up! It's my baby boss. It's mine. I'm the father of that baby boss. Boss? I'm that baby's daddy. Any fool can see that baby belongs to me. <laughs> I want it different. That little rascal belonged to me. Proud to say, boss? I'm that baby's daddy. I be the paw, boss. I'm the paw of that dead youngin, boss. I'm a baby. Jangalang! <laughs> That's funny. Jangalang! Now it's sad. Can't get right. Can't get right. That's a great movie. Everybody needs to go watch that movie, Life Tonight. Y'all got to go see that. Jagalai! Jagalai! Okay. Uh, Melinda shocked her husband. When I sat Bill down for the baby talk one morning before work, he had two reactions. He was thrilled about the baby, and then he said, You considered not telling me? Are you kidding? Well, I mean, yeah, are you kidding? That's stupid. Melinda shocked her husband even more when she announced that she would no longer keep working after giving birth, a decision that she says left Bill horrified. He was stunned, she recalled, revealing that he simply responded, what do you mean you're not going back? And I said, we're lucky enough not to need my income, so this is about how we want to raise a family. You're not going to downshift at work, and I don't see how I can put in the hours. I need to do a great job at work and raise a family at the same time. Over the next decade, the couple welcomed two more children, their son Rory, now 21, followed by a second daughter, Phoebe, now 18. Although Melinda did not return to work at Microsoft, the couple did put heads together professionally again in 2000 when they set up their nonprofit, the Bill and McGinn Melinda Gates Foundation, which is now said to be the largest private foundation in the world and the best. 
and the best foundation in the world. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Melinda. The focus of the foundation is to improve healthcare and increase education and tackle poverty across the globe. Oh my gosh, thank you. And they do all that. And the world is a globe. When the nonprofit was set up, Bill stepped down as the CEO of Microsoft and moved into a director role, giving up his control of day-to-day operations so they could focus more of his energy on the couple's philanthropy. Oh, thank you, Bill. Thank you for being um, so magnanimous and um, changing your role at your company so you can help us out. Thank you, Bill. Shortly after giving birth to Jennifer, Melinda says she felt incredibly alone because her husband was spending so much time of his so much of his time working, leaving her to take on the majority of the parenting duties by herself. And she admits she questioned whether he was actually invested in fatherhood. When we first had Jenna, I felt very alone in our marriage, she explained in her book. Bill was CEO of Microsoft at the time. He was beyond busy. Everyone wanted him. And I was thinking, okay, maybe he wanted to have kids in theory, but not in reality. Over the years, however, the couple worked together to carve out equal roles to turn their marriage into a partnership that saw them both taking on their fair share of childcare, including Bill offering to drive their daughter Jennifer to school several days a week because it meant spending more than two hours in the car every day. Wow, why did she went to school so far away? Um, look at this. Ah, oh, you know he's got khakis. I guarantee you he's got the khakis on. I guarantee he's got the khakis creased up, looking fresh. Wow. Look how beautiful. She's the most beautiful one I've ever seen. For me, I just don't know how I'm going to survive without them together. In a 2019 interview with the Sunday Times, the mother of three confessed that there were days in her marriage when she questioned whether the couple could keep going. However, she said that they worked at it and finally managed to reach a place where they could laugh about most things. I think I laugh because, I mean, it's funny. We've just gotten to a point in life where Bill and I can both laugh about more things, she explained. And believe me, I can remember some days that were so incredibly hard in our marriage where you thought, can I do this? Well, no, you can't, but okay. Both Bill and Melinda went to great lengths to ensure that their children would have as normal an upbringing as possible, given the family's incredible wealth. And all three were enrolled in school under their mother's maiden name, so as not to draw attention to their background. Ooh. The Microsoft founder revealed in 2017 that he had banned his children from having smartphones until they were 14, a decision that sparked much annoyance from his three kids. We don't have cell phones at the tables when we were having a meal. We didn't give our kids cell phones until they were 14, and they complained other kids got them earlier, he explained at the time. Bill has also said on several occasions that he will not give his children vast portions of his wealth as inheritance, instead limiting them to $10 million each. Oh, only 10 mil each? Oh, A relatively paltry piece of his $130 billion fortune, which is true, which is true, which is true. It's fair. They could ask for more. The majority of the couple's money will go to charity. They are both part of the Giving Pledge, a collective of some of the world's richest people who have vowed to give at least half of their fortunes to charity. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for giving it to me instead of your, your children. Thank you, Bill. But their children's upbringing has been far from modest. The family owns multiple properties across the U.S., including their one-of-a-kind mainstay in Washington, a $125 million compound called Xanadu 2.0. The 66,000-square-foot mansion overlooks Lake Washington and Medina, nine miles out of downtown Seattle, where the Gates Foundation has its headquarters. Xanadu 2.0 has an indoor-outdoor pool with an underwater music system and fossil designs on the floor plan, plus an ancient fossil imprint of a palm frond palm frond behind the diving board. I, I guess I'm saying that right. In the five-acre plot, there's an artificial stream stocked with salmon and cutthroat trout and a beach with sand imported, according to some, from the Caribbean. 
Inside the seven-bedroom mansion with a reported 18 bathrooms, this is an Art Deco home cinema with seating for 20 and a thousand square foot dining room with seating for 24. Wow, Bill is looking thick. That's when those khakis were fitting a little tight. That's when the buffet, that's when Microsoft got that buffet. That doesn't even look like him. Weird. Uh, look at Bill. Jennifer announced her engagement to Egyptian show jumper Niall Nasser last year, right? Said that her family is going through a challenging time. Oh, that's her daughter. Well, that's cool. She's in question. Good for her. I mean, I don't want to say anything. good for his kids. They're a great family. Uh, I mean, okay. Let's just, this is enough. I'm sick and tired of it. We talked about it for an hour. There's, okay, there's one other article I want to look at. Of course, I mean, this isn't the other article, but I just want to show this real quick. Uh, Gwyneth skips line of 50 at the DMV in LA. Oh, you think? In Los Angeles, they have a line for celebrities. You call. It's because it's a line that I always had to use because I was such a big celebrity when I lived in LA. And so I had to use this one. Gwyneth Paltrow, exclusive actress, uh, 48, gets a VIP treatment at the DMV as she jumps the line and sneaks in through the back door while 50 other people wait their turn patiently outside. Gwyneth Paltrow was ushered in through the back door of the DMV in Santa Monica on Monday, skipping a line of 50 people waiting out front. The star's visit took just 30 minutes before she was on her way again. Gwyneth's bodyguard was seen chatting with a DMV employee in blue who told them where to park and later helped them leave. While Paltrow was enjoying the perks of being famous, she previously said being a celebrity has been pretty terrible experience. Oh, spare me. Oh my gosh, spare me. She said that is being a celebrity is a pretty terrible experience. Yeah, right, Gwyneth Paltrow. You sell candles that smell like your coochie hole. Give me a break. You sell scooter-scented candles. Okay, you like being a celebrity, sweetheart. What a lie. Oh, it's terrible. Here's, here's a candle that smells like my vagina. Shut up. <clears throat> and if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know, Gwyneth uh, Paltrow Candle. This smells like my vagina. A $150 candle from Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay? So, if y'all think I'm kidding... Oh, it's terrible being a celebrity. It's terrible. You sell candles for $150 that smell like your coochie. Okay? So being a celebrity is not that bad. Right. This is it. This is the last article of the evening. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, I did used to think was hot too, but I'm, I'm over Gwyneth Paltrow. Over. The CIA's woke recruitment video gets panned. Don Jr. leads ridicule as recruit describes herself as intersectional cisgender millennial diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Okay, let me just go to the video. This is like the cringiest video I've ever seen. Explore. Okay. Well, 360 degrees around you. Come on. Why is it not flying? When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored, 
There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. Oh. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence, I am a She's a cisgendered woman diagnosed with a personality disorder? What? Mom, I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> I am intersectional. But so we got we got a woman that's is a CIA agent that has an anxiety disorder? Okay. She has a gun. She's a cop. Most cops probably shouldn't have anxiety disorders that could make them freak out when they become anxious. But my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. And I have an anxiety disorder that makes me struggle. Okay, hold on a second. What? Earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent, and sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed <laughs> to apologize for this. Dude, I didn't understand one word of that. I mean, I understood it all, but how could anybody else, unless you're a psycho like myself? Much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left full everything stop. they knew and loved to expose me to opportunity. Full stop, what? Like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me. Full stop. Full stop. I am proud of me. Full stop. What is going on? What is wrong in the world that you're going to make a two-minute self-congratulatory video from the CIA about how you have an anxiety disorder and how full stop you're, you're, I don't even know. Let's keep watching. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically earned at my CIA. way. At CIA? That doesn't even sound like that tense is wrong. At the CIA, right? At the Central Intelligence Agency, not... At Central Intelligence Agency, maybe that's how they call it. I don't know. This is so stupid. Up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. 
and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. What the hell is this? Today? That is the weirdest video. This is so weird. This is the tweet. Wednesday wisdom. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are, whether you work at the CIA or anywhere else in the world. Command your space. Miha, you are worth it. Wednesday wisdom. <laughs> what is going on in society where the CIA is tweeting about cisgendered Latina women with anxiety disorders being our line of defense in the global world uh, uh, intelligence uh, community. <laughs> like, at least the English, they have James Bond. He's like getting laid, drinking martinis, shaking, not stirred, driving around in a Jaguar convertible with bombs and guns coming out of the wheels and tires. America, our CIA spy, is a cisgendered first-generation Latina who's doing it for her parents and she has an anxiety disorder that she's overcoming. <laughs> what is going on, folks? This is who is going to tell you how to live your life. This is calling you a domestic terrorist. My girl, Miha. This lady right here knows more than you, is more talented than you. Cisgendered. Dog. What? I agree with her, though. <laughs> China and Russia love this. Okay, actual coach in this new CIA recruitment. I am a woman of color. I am a cisgender millennial. I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional. What does that mean, intersectional? I mean, I know what it means. It's like she just fits these different sections, I guess. Well, I mean, what... Oh my gosh. I think it's safe to say contemporary American left has failed. I mean, this is the. Wow. This is just insane. People are like, what is it? I've been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Isn't what you want to hear from the CIA? No doy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I hope the CIA actually isn't hiring. I hope the CIA actually is hiring failed brain millennials with debilitating anxiety like in the ad. That would be hilarious. Sam Fisher getting captured and tortured because the analyst working on his mission is hyperventilating due to the being quote tweeted. I'm an intersectional actual actual line in a CIA recruitment video. Would encourage watching. Yeah, I mean, this is just unironically ironic. I mean, look at her walking in there like it's this cool. That place looks scary. It looks, there's no positive energy. It's all negative energy in that room and everywhere she's walking. Like that floor, that floor they show in the video. Let's go back to the floor. The floor at the end, that's not a good, that's not a good floor to be walking on. 
You don't want to be walking on that floor. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Like the end of the floor, this is CIA. In movies and stuff, when you see that, it's like not, the truth in the movies lies in the news. Something bad is happening. It's always like, oh shit, you know. Want to help your community, but not sure how? The answer lies in finding out what type of- When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow dammed up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life That's would the floor bring, I'm talking Sora's about. sentiment articulated so beautifully. What did she say? George Soros Center? Is that what she just said? How I felt as a daughter of immigrants then. At, at 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated. But George Soros sent me? I know she's not saying that, but. Articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. Oh! I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. <gasps> I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, this I is the floor. Today, this is the floor. It's not. That's Latina like scary. If I know that every time you, you pause it, but just notice this floor. Like when you see it in movies and stuff, it's just there's negative energies. This is all bad vibrations from this floor. CIA, I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your space. Wow, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, uh James Bond highlights. I'm trying to find any cool uh James Bond highlight. One medium dry vodka martini. Mixed like you said, sir, and not stirred. Thank you. Anything else, sir? No, that's all. Dry martini, lemon peel, shaken, not stirred. Vodka? Of course. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. 
Shall I have the vodka martini sent out? Shaken, not stirred. The lady will have a Bacardi on the rocks. For the gentleman, vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. 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 Okay, so that's that. Now, let's see our CIA. So they, so they, the, the English have that one, and ours is a cisgendered woke millennial named Miha. I mean, I mean, can y'all believe this? I mean, well, this is America. This is like what we think is cool. This is what the zeitgeist and collective consciousness of society and commercials. Just look at a commercial. That shows you how crappy society thinks we are, how the advertisers think we're such idiots. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me and can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional. And that is who is protecting you and I from the Taliban. <laughs> so, yeah. And like that guy said, I, I'm happy that we have cisgendered millennial uh, cops because we need more of them in there. I mean, more inclusion for our CIA. You know, the UK, they already have all the... They have all the cool CIA spies or their M6 spies, so we don't we don't need anything cool like that. This is a really loose stealing story about this guy that wrote his own obituary. But listen, there's a bunch of news. I just want to come on here and do a little quick stream about Mill and Melinda Gates and just admit that, oh, look at the, the black eye. You see Ghislaine Maxwell, the black eye. Uh, that's a signal. That's a dog whistle. They say to other Illuminati members that you know that she's in the, under their thumb right now, under their control. Um, okay. Yeah. Enough is enough. We're done with that. Okay. This is really sad. Human remains were found in stomachs of two black bears shot dead in Colorado, after they mauled female dog walker to death. Damn. But it makes you think. Did did her did her boyfriend feed her to the to the bears? The 39-year-old woman who has not been publicly identified was found dead by her boyfriend on a rural tra trail near Durango in Colorado on Friday. When authorities arrived, they found bear scat and hair near the scene before a dog search team located a female black bear and her two cubs nearby. The three bears were euthanized in Colorado Parks and Wildlife officials performed a necropsy. Human remains were found inside the stomachs of the bear and one of her cubs. More tests are being carried out to try and determine possible reasons that could have led them to attack. Wow, a bear... I don't want to show anything. Uh, wow, that's really sad. Biden says it's time for the very wealthy 
and business start paying their fair share in taxes and the city isn't anti-corporate in speech selling four trillion dollar big government spending spree whatever i don't even want to hear it. i mean we read the news last night we always read the news i mean primetime 99 alex Sinem, the broadcasters of all broadcasters uh wow california woman who bought three houses in italy for one dollar each warns about the real cost of renovating the budget properties are real. She had to spend at least $60,000 in all within three years. That's not that bad. $60,000 for three plays. I mean, that doesn't sound that bad. I mean, well, come on. Britney Spears accuses New York Times and BBC pop documentaries of hypocrisy for slamming the press, then doing exactly the same. Look at that. Okay. So... Well, listen, we don't need to read a bunch of the fake news. I don't wanna I don't wanna read. Apple made sensors to monitor blood sugar and alcohol levels in upcoming Apple Watch. I'm definitely gonna get that one hundred percent. That'll be sweet if they have the blood sugar monitor so you'll know, you know, what your blood sugar levels are at. It's actually really important. So what did we learn tonight? We learned that Bill and Melinda Gates are the greatest couple of all time and that we love them more than anything and that this is going to be very emotionally hard for all of us to accept, but it's just the, the reality of the situation. we got to be tough. We love you, Bill and Melinda. We hope you guys get back together. We understand that, you know, sometimes things you go apart. Second, the CIA has a bunch of cisgendered millennial um, employees. That's positive. That's good. We want more of them. That'll make the CIA probably, um, I don't know, uh less competent <laughs> maybe more competent i don't know lord knows cia is probably listening to this cia i love you if you guys want to hire me to actually become a shell if i don't have a choice i will i guess i'll have to join you guys and i'll just be with my girl miha my cisgendered uh 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 my cisgendered what is it co-worker i guess or what is it when you partner my cia partner that's what i was looking for well the world is full like we always say, of lies. And there's obviously more to the story of Bill and Melinda Gates, so we'll have plenty of time to get into that. And uh, there's one thing, there's one last note I wanted to talk about, really important to me. Um, you know, they say that you're supposed to change your shampoo, you know, every couple of weeks, right? It was like, it's good for your hair. It's bad for your hair to use the same shampoo. And I was thinking about this when I was in my shower. Because I notice, like everybody else does, I use the boo-boo shampoo. You know, I got like about 10 bottles of shampoo because big shampoo has tricked me into thinking I need multiple shampoos. And I never want to use my expensive shampoos, so I'm always using the Pert Plus. So what I'm saying is big shampoo has me in a mental gymnastics because they got me thinking, oh, I need different shampoos and conditioners because it's good for my hair. Yeah, you and I both know our hair doesn't give a shit what kind of shampoo we use. Unless you have a dry scalp and you need something to you know, moisturize your scalp. I'm just saying, you don't need to change your shampoo. That's big shampoo coming after your mind. So I just kind of wanted to wake some people up. The big shampoo makes you think, oh, change your shampoo. Maybe because you have 36 flavors of shampoo, Tresemme. Maybe that's why you want me to change it every two weeks. Is that why? Maybe because you have 48 different conditioners and shampoos that you offer. Is that maybe you want me to change? And you guys offer oftentimes two for five dollars, four for five sometimes, four for ten, excuse me. You guys do that all the time. 
So you're getting two shampoos. You're getting two conditioners. You're not going to get the same one because you guys tell us get different. Then you get a flavor you don't like. Now your hair smells like tea tree oil and it stinks. All because Big Shampoo has you upside down in debt in the shampoo debt game. So look in your look look in your look in your shower. Look how many shampoos you got. And then look at see what shampoo you use. You know you use the cheap one. You use the boo-boo shampoo. You don't want to use the good stuff, the Tressy May, the eleven dollars a bottle shit. You save that for special occasions, dates, weddings, job interviews, whatever. Okay. You know you'd be using the boo-boo per plus, okay? So just keep an eye out for Big Shampoo because Big Shampoo is coming after you. And that's one thing y'all don't know. And that's something you're going to learn here at the Conspiracy Castle. Sky Bear, I'm ending the show. I'll feed you right now. I'm ending the show. Full stop. Like the CIA. Full stop. Full stop. I'm a cisgendered millennial. Full stop. It worked. It worked. Holy Lord Almighty, it worked. I'm a cisgender millennial, full stop. Wow, what a great night. I learned something new. What? All right, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I just want to say on Wednesday, we got a great show. We got Chrissy Mayer coming on. She's a fabulous comedian. She's woke. She's going to be awesome. I'm really excited to have her. And uh, hopefully tomorrow night we should have our first inaugural stream on Rockfin. And then this Saturday will be the first, it'll be the inaugural Rockfin Saturday night stream. So I should get some guests on Saturday. We'll get wild on Rockfin. We'll talk, you know, about whatever we want to talk about that we can't talk about on YouTube. And we love you, Bill and Melinda Gates. Thank you for the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That has done everything for society. Thank you. They are so positive. Everything they say is good, and we agree with everything that they say. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, guys, we're taking the trajectory of the castle. Looks like we're going... Looks like we're going up, dude. Looks like we're going up. Oh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, where are you at, Mike? I see you in there. Uh, looks like we're going up. So let me tell you all something. This is, oh, I don't want to hear that. Sorry. Um, what I'm saying is I'm just very excited for the idea of Rockfin. And uh, why is the screen all black? Very excited for the idea. Wow. Uh, no, that's not working. Okay. Let me see. Mike. Yes, I'm giving you a wrench. Mike was awesome. Mike made that art of me. Thank you so much, Mike, for that. And I just want to say, guys, I love each and every one of y'all. And you know what we always got to play before we go? Let's go, baby! Sky Bear grinding and shining. 
system is a vampire. And every one of y'all, Primetime 99, Alex, Dan, on the ground. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Side, we're going to Rockfin. We're about to grind this bitch. Love y'all. Peace. La da da. -da.